You are a genius. But wait a second. How do you know that? Everyone is a genius. We just often have been shamed for our gifts and strengths. And so we don't tend to develop our uniqueness in this world. Most of us don't know what that is. So we've invested the next four podcasts into exploring your genius. In a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome back to the Soulful Leader Podcast. My name is Marin. I'm here with Stephanie. And we've been talking, having a really fascinating conversation over the last couple podcasts about genius and business. Like, how do you, how does anyone own their genius and still run a business, be in business, work with other people? So we're talking of genius. Like even what does that mean? What does a genius mean? Like we, I, when I think of genius, I think of Einstein. Yeah. You know, or someone really great, like a scientific mind who's a genius or someone who's a project, prodigy of a music or, you know, some sort of great talent that they have. And so, when I think of that, I think, oh, that's not me. Interesting. I think most of us think, oh, that's not me. And yet... Each of us has a genius in us. And I, I saw a great video today about it. It's oftentimes we think of a genius being that, oh, you're a genius at playing piano, like at one thing. And the woman on the video today was saying like, she is, you know, Barbara Shearer wrote a book many years ago and she talked about divers and scanners. And scanners are people who like, they don't they they never find their fit in any one thing they're going from thing to thing to thing to thing and they still have a genius oftentimes their genius is putting things together mm -hmm. where others don't like when you go deeply into one thing you oftentimes don't see the cross connections between things so the scanners the people who, so that's what i mean about genius is it doesn't have to look any one particular way and everyone has a unique genius inside well, of them. I, because I think a lot of times we get judged, we get ridiculed for, oh, you know, you're a scanner and you're kind of like a jackknife. You're a jack of all trade, master of none, and you should find your thing. Right. And then other people find their thing and they're too cut off from the rest of the world or too, you know, you need to broaden your awareness and be open to all these other things. So it's like it's, we get so projected onto from the outside world. And I think what I'm hearing you say, too, is that genius is inside and there's a genius in all of us. And how do we unlock it? How do we nurture that internal world so that we become resilient, not only resilient, but restorative of that genius and also to be um, to be able to unfold it in the world in the way that it needs to be unfolded that, you know, not only serves us, but also serves humanity. That's exactly it. And what I found is that 
oftentimes when we think in these terms, it's not directly related to business. I just wrote a blog post about like the difference between some of the profiling tests, because oftentimes profiling tests, we, we, we tend to love to take the profiling tests. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because <clears throat> Stephanie and I use a particular profiling test, and we've been talking about it over the last couple podcasts. And somebody asked me, well, what's the difference between that and like human design or an aogram? And what I find is that the tool that we're using, which is Wealth Dynamics, the reason that I like it so much is for its business bent. It is really focused on, okay, I think a lot of the profiling tests will help us to find, to go more deeply into what is it that we do well. I think some of them are more focused on, okay, then you need to fix <laughs> yeah. Right. There's something to then be fixed about your personality. And what I like about the wealth dynamics test is that there's nothing to be fixed. It's really about finding your genius. And then once you know your genius, and even, even if you don't know, quote unquote, know your genius, it's okay. What if I did have a genius and what might that be? And who around me could have other geniuses that could support me? Yeah, I I think it, there's a shift in the way of like when when I've taken other profiling tests, I really love them because it gets to help me understand myself more, so that I know I know how to unfold myself or un you know unveil myself, and then I can also help to recognize other people and their gifts and strengths too. What I like about this profile test, the Wealth Dynamics one, is that it allows us to see where the pieces of the puzzles fit, and not only fit but how we can evolve them and scale them up because it's that whole dynamics of how we work. And I, I love the analogy of sports teams. It's like, you know, a lot of times we kind of hang out with people who are on our same team, you know, meaning, you know, if you're on a, a hockey team and you're a forward and you, you know, I mean, you're gonna hang out with the whole team, but there's the other forwards are kind of just like you versus the goaltender has a very different mindset <laughs> than the defense or the centers or the forwards, right? It's like, it's just, it's so different. And how we relate this in business is that we tend to open a business and we attract people just like us. Yeah. And so everyone is just like us. And there's a lot of, you know, basically pucks getting past us and getting scored. Right. <laughs> so it's very it's homogeneous. Like, yeah. Right. right. It's kind of, yeah. We do want that kind of like I was just talking about with divers and scanners. We do want the people who are the scanners. We want somebody who thinks differently from the way that we do. And I, I have personal experience. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. <laughs> but I know today we wanted to go more deeply into the blaze energy because last week we talked about the um, dynamo energy. And so this week we wanted to talk more about the blaze energy. And I love blaze because my partner, Stephanie, <laughs> is blaze energy. So Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit about kind of what, how, how does a blaze energy person see the world? How do you think? What, what are the types of things that you've been shamed for in the past? Because that oftentimes will tell us where our gifts and strengths are. Somebody tells us, don't work on that. Don't, don't pay attention to that because it's yeah, so easy Yeah, yeah. Because we tend, we tend to be told, you know, work on the areas that you're not good at. Right. 
So, you know, the areas that I'm not good at would be details, <laughs> like really like the fine details. You know, you think of my math class and like, you know, carryovers and the decimal points and all those little tiny details. Like it, it's a big deal. It's a big, it's a big deal. And you miss a decimal point. Yeah. It's a big deal. And not that I don't value it, not that I don't appreciate it, because I totally do. But when I have to sit down and do something that is not necessarily my strength and my skill, nor my interest, it takes a lot of hard work for me to do something like that. And I hear right. that a lot of times with younger people when they're in school and they're like, why do I need to learn this? I don't like this course. You know, I'm I'm not interested. And it makes it really hard to learn and really hard to connect to it. If there's no meaning and there's also no gift, strength or skill set or, you know, a reason why, why do I need to learn this kind of stuff? So when I look at myself, it's like where I've been shamed is, is, you know, I, I don't like to sit still and I love to talk and I love people and I like social and I like gatherings. And I like networking. So when you think of Blaze, Blaze is like the summertime. So what do we do most in the summertime? We have parties, we have celebrations, there's weddings, there's graduations. There's, there's all, of these, all this variety, but, yeah. color, brightness, like the bees are out pollinating this flower. That's the way I think of blaze right. energy. It's like, visit this flower. Visit that flower. I want that one. Let's go here. Let's do this. <laughs> lots of variety. Lots of variety. And lots of light. So there's lots of energy. So we tend to be more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD, <laughs> even though that ADHD may or may not be true. But it could actually be our genius in the way that it isn't about going deeply into one thing, but that one could pollinate a lot of, of information. And there's a lot of variety, a lot of joy. So one of the main things I love is this. having fun, you know, and celebrating. If you think of Blaze Energy, Blaze Energy is like the cheerleaders. Like they're celebrating everybody. They're so excited for someone else's success. Um they're interested in how they can support you or grow your idea or, but they're not always the, the first one with the idea. Meaning when we just, when we talked about the, the dynamo energy, when they were asking the question, what in the dynamo, what are we doing? What wants to happen? Blaze energy is more saying, well, who, who could benefit from this? Who also has all the information that's already doing this that we can learn from? So it's asking the who question or who do I need to become? to be able to, to, to do this or do that or become this. So it's asking a who question. And so like they're the, they're the party, <laughs> they're the party gatherers and they're the ones that, that develop conversations and interests. <laughs> so I know like one of the things you've told us in the past is that when you were in school, you were always told to sit down, be quiet, <laughs> stop oh, talking yeah. to everyone. When I, was you... too, I was too interested going around and finding out how everybody's doing and what they're creating so I could get ideas. Like, you know, that I think that's one of the things too, is a blaze energy. Not that we don't have ideas, but we have people ideas. We and don't you cross, have, you cross yeah. pollinate other people's ideas. And that's what right. bees do, right? They cross pollinate. You're, you're going from this flower to that flower to that flower, meaning people, and you're cross pollinating things and you're, you're mixing fields and energies and people and and oh you need to know this person and you need to, you're, you're great networkers and you okay so you don't sit down sit sit still very well that's okay <laughs> i have done my best work in coffee shops or at mm -hmm. parties 
I will, I will literally build, fill my practice by going to a party or a coffee shop and even doing work in a coffee shop. Next thing you know, I'm signing people up for this, that, or the other thing, or I'm making those connections. I'm pollinating. I'm like, oh, you should, you know, I, I was hearing this conversation over here. I'm like, have you, have you heard of this? Or do you, you might need to meet this person here. Let me pass on their card. Like, it's kind of, I get, I get so much joy out of that. So here's what I want to point out about this is when we are being taught in business of how to do something, Mm -hmm. we may be being taught by somebody who's not in our energy. So here's a great example. Stephanie just said she fills her business by going to a coffee shop. So if she was not aware of the fact that there are all these other energies and that is what worked for her and you came to her as a business guru and she was going to teach you how to fill your business. Like I said, if she wasn't aware of the fact that there are other ways to do it, she would be teaching you this one way. And for at least three quarters of the people out there, that won't work. It, like, well, exactly. If if it's not something like I often say I'm a shy extrovert. So it's not like I, I I have to push myself actually to be extroverted. But once it's like it's like a wheel in motion, like going down the hill, I'm like, oh, now I've got momentum. I'm like, oh, now I'm having a great time. It's hard for me to stop. And I love it. And I come home and I'm like, wow, I got so much done. And I, well, yeah, here's, an, here's an example. And the reason, but here, the reason yeah. it won't work for everybody is because not everybody is blaze energy. So for right. me, I'm dynamo energy. I would not be able, I could re- replicate exactly the things that Stephanie does. And it, and it won't work work for me yeah. because yeah. that's not the way I'm wired. And yet we try to fit ourselves into this guru and that guru. And But this person said I need to do and are they saying the right thing for not only who you are, but where you are right now in your business? There's all these layers, right? Absolutely. And, and blaze energies, you think about fire. So dynamo energy is wood and, and blaze energy is fire. So someone who is a dynamo energy is asking what, what are we doing? What they're coming up with creative ideas. They're actually putting wood on the fire. And the fire is illuminating. It's burning hotter and brighter. And it's attracting more people to the bonfire, Mm. which is exactly what it does. And what I find sometimes is that as a blaze energy, because I don't always come up with an original idea, I get inspired by somebody else's idea. And then I'm already already now attracting who, who could be benefited from that. And what I find is that sometimes people will, will project onto me thinking, well, you're just you just, you're not, you're not settled down. You're not focused. You know, you need to sit down. You need to focus. You need to make this happen. And that can be true. Sometimes that, that can be very true. And what I find when I'm actually focused is literally spreading the flame. Like you think of how fire spreads, it jumps, it moves, it's unpredictable. It's all over the place. You, it's hard to contain. It's nice to contain, but then it burns more intensely and upward, which is great too. But if you think of the fire energy, that's what you're working with. And if you have an idea, you definitely want someone who can illuminate it. Mm-hmm. And this is what often happens is that we will stay in just one area that is our strength and we don't invite the other elements in. It needs all, it needs all five elements. Well, and it, 
the way that you just talked about that, I think that people can start to see, and if they can't, I'm going to make it really obvious of, wouldn't it be great to have a team of each of, and we haven't gotten to the, the there are two more types of energies plus the the bigger spirit mm-hmm. energy, which is why, and we haven't gotten to those yet. Um, but having a team of, say, for example, a dynamo person who's got the idea, and then a blaze person who then puts fire under that idea and gets it and illuminates it and and attracts people. And then mm-hmm. the tempo person, which we'll talk about next week, is going to ground that idea and make it very solid and in in bodied into the world. And then the steel person, who we'll talk about the week after, is is the person who's going to systematize it so that it all is working like clockwork. And you can see that like none of them is going to actually think the way that any of the other ones do. Thank so they goodness. may not Right. And <laughs> there may be there may be some conflict. And we've talked about it. the conflict is actually where all of the greatness comes from, right? That's where all of our growth and transformation comes from conflict. So there may be some conflict. And that is what makes just an absolutely brilliant team. So what happens a lot of times with dynamo teams, because they can be largely dynamo creating. So if you think of the C words, so dynamos create, blazes communicate, Hmm. you know, tempo energy, which is your earth energy grounding it, they're actually going to care and literally follow through. So they're caring and being in service. And then the steel energy, which is more inward, more collecting the data, they're collecting, but they're also controlling. So they're literally organizing it and systemizing it and controlling it and and counting it, so to speak. So if you think of those C words and, you know, I've seen this a lot of time Like you're talking about teams, you have, maybe you have a blaze team, but now everybody in the blaze teams out there talking and socializing, but nothing's getting done. And (laughs) nothing's happening. My team was everybody was dynamo and everybody had all kinds of ideas, but nobody was actually doing anything. So, well, it's like they have all kinds of ideas, but they're lacking the communication. Yeah. That's what it's, that's what I said. You know, if you've got the, you've got the creativity, but if you don't have the create the communication, how is that going to happen? And then if you don't have the follow through, the caring and the nurturing of it, which is tempo energy or the being able to count it and collect it then you don't have the the steel energy, then it doesn't, you know, you don't have a team, right? You don't have a team. And I think that for most solopreneurs or even small businesses, we can really relate to that because there's a place where we get to a certain point and then it just feels like it falls apart or we get stuck. And so one of the things- And that's that when we often at, give up. That's when we right. give up or we get frustrated. Yeah. Or we try to do something outside of our own flow. So at the beginning of the conversation, you asked me, what is genius? And when we're in our genius, we're in flow. What is flow? Flow is when things, it's not that it's easy, and yet it is, right? So for example, with Blaze Energy, with Stephanie, one of the things that she found was that in her best flow, she would study by interviewing people. Oh yeah, by conversations. By conversations. For Stephanie to study by reading a book or having to like do it by herself, it it's like what would you say? Oh, it's Hitting pain- your head. It's painful. It's painful. It's painful. Right? It's painful. So she's out of flow and she can make herself do it. It takes twice as long, four times as long. 
she won't as get as good a result. So when she's in her genius, she's in flow and she's doing things that work well for her. Right. Right. And so, so and I, we'll, and I want to, I want to say something about flow. So here's an idea. What we're saying is flow is literally think of a river, literally being able to move around obstacles in your life. Mm -hmm. And so how do you know when you're not in flow, it's probably easier is that you are either in rebellion. I don't want to, you can't make me or resignation where you go, what's the sense? This is too hard. I give up. So if you feel those kind of things, you can say to yourself, okay, I'm not in flow, which means you're not dropped into your genius and you haven't set up your team or your systems to be able to support where you are weak. You're trying to do it yourself. And that's the, right, that's the key is like where something, if you're hitting a blockage in your business where you keep hitting that same blockage and you're feeling frustrated and you either go into resignation or you're, you're like, oh, I, you don't, I don't want to, you know, the, the whole F you thing, right? <laughs> and oftentimes we're, we get to that point where we're like, we're just supposed to push through. Right. There's actually a better way. And it's finding your flow and then building a team around that of people to support you in that, in their flow. And when you can get that, you'll stop being stuck in that place. And so often I'll hear solopreneurs, like just new business startups saying, I can't afford to have a team. Like, are you crazy? I have to do everything. Like we've worked with that, Mary, and we've worked with small business and small groups and and they're like, but I can't afford to hire somebody. And, and we're not saying to hire someone. It's amazing. Like, so here's an example of, of myself and Marin. You know, I'll come up with like some people that'll say, hey, I've got some ideas. And I'm like, oh, I have a, I have a way that we can serve them. I'll say this to Marin. And Marin literally can create a picture of it. And it, like a document or she can completely, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's it. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. If I sat down and tried to create a visual poster, document, whatever it was, it's like so painful. It's going to take me hours versus me just going out and talking to people and literally drafting, having somebody else draft it up with me. It's much, much easier. And I think we forget that. It's like what I'm trying to make my point is, is that when we say we don't, we can't afford somebody else, somebody else does their genius so naturally, they actually would do it for free. It's so easy for them. And it's so, in the feedback system, it's actually giving them life force. It's giving them energy. And they, even if they don't do it for free, they would probably love to, if they're not your genius, right? So say, for example, for me mm -hmm. and Stephanie, if Stephanie said to me, hey, Marin, I would love to go and talk to people if you would, you know, draw this for me or create my idea for me, because I'm not necessarily the greatest drawer and I do create well, I would be like, oh my God, sign me up, right? And right. I haven't paid her anything. She hasn't paid me. And it was like, we could find that trade with most people outside of our genius. So it doesn't have to be something of like, I have to hire somebody, whether it's a, a you know, an actual bringing somebody on or doing like a, a Fiverr thing, you can find people to trade with. So it's about collaboration. It's about having a narrative, an inner narrative that what you have is your gift and strength is actually of value and of worth. And somebody else has the your your weakness. Somebody else is their genius. And when you can collaborate together and transcend the shame, 
that you should have ma- already mastered everything. That's what shame stands for for me. Then you can transcend that and you go, wow, we can actually help each other. And I have a perfect example of that. I'm doing some business with um, a partner of mine who has wildly creative, has deeply studied. And she felt that for me to take registration and talk to people at the front door and sign them up and also follow up with them at the end and and be a support to her was literally demeaning to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to her, I said, no, actually, it's demeaning not to ask me because I love that. And that's a great, like our perception is only from our, like for me as a dynamo, that would be, it would be out of my flow. So it would feel, it would feel a little bit crunchy. (laughs) It would be like, okay, yeah, I can do it. I can make myself do it. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and there are times when I do because it's important. And then instead realize that somebody else would be like, oh God, can I please? Right. (laughs) Right. So we have to change that narrative that asking somebody else for help that actually they're really good at it and they actually quite enjoy it is not a detriment. It's actually a benefit to both individuals. So raising up to collaboration rather than competition or trying to just do it all on your own. That's, that's, that's really challenging and you don't have to, there are ways to do it. And it helps when you know your genius, because then that way you can go, Oh, these are the areas that I'm not a, very interested in in developing skill with and they don't necessarily give me energy so who are the people here's my there's my blaze question right who are the people that are interested in those areas and where can i find them which is going to be our tempo question so if you're interested in doing your free assessment you can visit our website the soulful leader podcast.com or tslp which is stands for the soulful leader project tslp.life and there will be uh, a link for a free assessment to know if you're dynamo blaze tempo or steel energy so if you're interested in that please uh check that out also if you'd like to see the other podcasts when i say see we're also on youtube and we're making sure that these four podcasts are available on our website as um videos as well The other thing that we're doing is we've got a couple of free downloads that are specifically around the different energies. So make sure you check out the show notes or go to our website and you can get all of that information. It's completely free. And please give us some feedback. You can find us on Facebook and on LinkedIn under the Soulful Leaders. And we'll be visiting Temple Energy next week. So please come back and join us. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.